Hey everybody, just a quick note before we start this week's episode. You may notice some odd cuts, strange noises, that kind of thing. Uh, unfortunately, Derek had a bad cable in his audio setup, and that caused us to have to cut out a fair chunk of the episode and then wrap up early. Um, so this is the best we could do with what we had, and this is very much the sound of me throwing his ass under the bus. Clunk, 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 baby. Hello and welcome to Hit Me With It, the podcast where you hit me with it. I'm John Normandon. We're switching it up a little bit today. Uh, our guest, I suppose, needs no introduction since I've already introduced him once before. <laughs> is is introduction a word? <laughs> it is now. Fair enough. Shut up. Okay. <clears throat> Or we could we could just take it from the top. Yeah, let's leave this in. This is good stuff. I give you the man, the myth, the meat mountain, Mr. Derek Springer. How are you, friend? I am just dandy, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to hear it. I uh, made my first trip out to be social this week, and it was it was the scariest thing I've done <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah, I uh, oh. I did the same thing myself today. That's see, phenomenal. You were, well, you, you were doing it to go see people that you like, though. Right. You're doing it to go see pants that you needed for work. I know. It's just not the same. <laughs> oh, so how was it? You went to the mall, correct? I went to the mall. It was like walking into a tomb. It, it was so, so dead in there. And there's so many empty spaces. It was, it was just really, really sad, you know? Yeah. And, you said, and, uh, well, now this is the Birchwood Mall up in mm -hmm. Fort Gratiot, north end of Port Huron, whatever you want to yep. call it. Yep. And that mall has been there since, Jesus, when? Was it the late 80s, the early 90s? I want to say 87, 88, somewhere around there. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, I was a dumb little kid. I vaguely remember that there wasn't a mall, and then there was. So, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was booming. That was the place to be when, when I was younger. Yeah. Did I, did uh, I ever, uh, <laughs> did I ever tell you about the multi-million dollar duck, uh, relocation program? No. Okay. So when that whole area was being cleared out to put in the mall, there was a whole bunch of like lands and standing water and shit like that there. Right. So yeah. one day, one day I'm going by and I had my girlfriend at the time in the car with me. And as we're going by, she looks over and she's like, Oh, look, a couple of ducks. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, yeah, you, uh, didn't hear about the ducks. And she goes, no, what about the ducks? I said, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to move those ducks. She goes, really? I said, yeah. And uh, it's going to end up costing like millions of dollars to transport those two ducks from that space so they can put up the mall. I mean, it was all bullshit, but she totally bought it. So she goes home and she's telling her parents about it and everything. <laughs> and her old man's looking at me like, are you out of your fucking mind? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Basically, sir. 
All right, I just looked. It opened on April 2nd, 1991. So it's been there for 91. 30 years. Wow. Yeah, and you said there were how many restaurants in the food court? Uh, well, originally, there were... Let me think here. Oh, I know. There were. There used to be a ton. There was like... Uh, I want to say there was at least 10 of them. Yeah, that not, sounds not, right. Not including Garfield's. Right, lined up nuts to butts. Yep. Now there's four. Garfield's is gone. Burger King is gone. I didn't. That's I didn't even know they were moving that, that out of there. Burger King closed up and pulled out of a mall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, let me see. Taco Bell, they're gone. Um. So now there's a Sbarro's. <laughs> That's the only place there. Oh no, I'm sorry. Taco Bell is still there. So it's Taco Bell, Sbarro's, a place called Frulati that does. Uh, like panini sandwiches and and smoothies and stuff like that, and the Chinese place California that's been there food. forever. Yeah, pretty much. And then the Chinese <laughs> little Chinese place that's been there since the place opened. Yeah, I love that Chinese place. Oh, it's it's garbage now. The only thing is it? There, yeah, the only thing good there now is their egg drop soup, and I won't even eat that because God knows how long that's been sitting there. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah man, Sbarro's. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a slice of Sbarro's. New York style pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not the same one that was there before. There's, no, they closed and then came back. They closed and there was like two. There's been two other pizza places there since then. Absolutely awful. And then it stayed empty for a long time, and then they finally moved Sabaros back in. Gotcha. But garbage. So it's uh, Sbarro's is basically it's it's their Jesus Christ move there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty nice. much, yeah. And Did then, they uh, reopen on Easter? I I don't know. <laughs> I hope they did, but I'm afraid they didn't. Are <laughs> you dead for three years? <laughs> anyway, so walking around inside the main part of the mall itself. Like, I mean, obviously there's Target and uh, obviously there's like two phone places. AT&T is gone. Um, I want to say T-Mobile. No, they're gone too. Cricket's yeah. there. Verizon oh, is there. Um, all the jewelry places are closed. Uh, oh, what is it? The, the Annie Ann's uh, pretzels is there. Still, huh? Still, yeah. And the wow. uh the spa- yeah. <laughs> the space right next to it. It mm-hmm. used to be uh let's see when I left there, it was a, a hippie store that sold homemade soap and shit like that. Oh yeah. And they were gone not long after I left. And oh, now right. now um the comic book store that used to be Taurus Comics is there now oh no shit i yeah. spent a lot of time there when i was little now i think it's called comic zen Ooh. It, it, well, that's one of those who, california comic stores eh yeah, no no, <laughs> no. But the guy who owns it uh he's the one who bought taurus after the original owner bill retired oh okay and he drove that place into the ground he oh. moved it like three times downtown, and the last time that he moved it was uh, a few doors down from, um, uh, shit, let me think, a few doors down from 
McMorrin, actually. Oh. And he never he never opened the place up. It was always oh, closed. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And on those few occasions that you did find it open, if you go in there, you never found anything new. He, he couldn't get any distributors to deliver to him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not he a good way to... pay his bills. <laughs> yeah. That, that bakery that I worked at in Battle Creek, they, yeah. near the end of my time there, which I left, and then within no more than probably eight months, ten months, Mm-hmm. The people who had bought it from the original owners, uh, the original owners had held the place for like 35 years. Uh, the people I was working for ended up having it for about five and they sold it back to the original owners who had unloaded <laughs> to retire. Yeah, near near the end of my employment, there were there were times when paychecks and the time frame of paychecks were a little sketchy. And like somebody, somebody had one bounce and mm. certain, certain weeks or months that we could and couldn't order from certain distributors. And <laughs> yeah, I, I was glad that I got out when I did. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not a good look. <laughs> no, sir. Oh yeah. So you, you went out and you were on the hunt for pants. Yeah. And were you were you successful in your in your pantly endeavors? Sort of. Sort of. I know what that means. I'm a yeah. guy who sometimes buys pants. You it got means, you hate that it would that you'll wear. <laughs> well, the ones that I got, they're too long. Oh. My my leg length is an odd leg length. Oh. I have a 29-inch inseam. So almost nobody makes 29 inch inseams and the ones that do, I can't find them anywhere anymore. Right. You know, cause that's one of those sizes that sells out quick. Like I've got, I can make do with a 30, but a 29 would probably be better for me. Yeah. But I mean, especially now my, (laughs) can I be real with you? My goddamn waist is so big around. (laughs) Uh, good luck yeah. finding a 29 or a 30. I'm having to I'm having to roll I, these shits. <laughs> I, I had to I had to size up on my waist too, and I wasn't too happy about that either. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm, I'm 50 years old. That shit's gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just stop eating? <laughs> Apparently that's what it seems to be. <laughs> that's not gonna work for me. Me either. But anyway, so I bought these. 30 inch inseams and now I hate them because already I haven't even tried them on and I know that I'm going to hate them because like I bought 30 inch before and I can always feel it dragging at my heels and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That's the worst. It's such a pain in the ass to take them anywhere to get them hemmed. So I'm just going to have to suffer through it. Right. Turn the, the world's longest cutoffs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little snippety snip. Yeah. Just circumcise them. Yeah. I may have to. I may have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I ventured out. I mm-hmm. uh, met up in East Lansing, which mm-hmm. <laughs> may not have been the best place to go just because it's kind <laughs> of in the middle. <laughs> a, a college town, the beginning of uh, back to school season was not not the place to go for me but yeah. uh yeah I we 
<laughs> we met up at a restaurant called Crunchies. Crunchies. <laughs> Crunchies. I'm not sure yeah. how I feel about that. It. I mean, it seemed crunchy. It seemed it. crunchy as hell. You did it, <laughs> and that's not not complimentary. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, because Josh was supposed to be there, but he wasn't able to make it. They've had some policy changes at his daughter's school. Yeah, and basically, like if they traveled out of state, then she was not supposed to be at school for for a while. And oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so because of that, the the hoops that he was going to have to jump through were just a little too numerous and and impactful. Yeah. No, so I get it. He's he stayed, but he had the bright <laughs> the bright idea that uh, we would meet at Crunchy's at four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so I I rolled into East Lansing just a little after four. Uh-huh. and drove down Grand River. I mean, it was just, it was horrifying. The <laughs> the amount of people just crawling all over that city. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but, you know, when they said duck and cover, like, we uh-huh. did that shit. And oh, yeah. uh, I'll go out rarely to do in-person grocery shopping. A lot of times we just do pickup orders. Which sucks because, you know, you get what you get when somebody else does your shopping for you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we've done almost nothing social. Like, the biggest to-do that we had was before before Delta was really popping off uh, the beginning of June, we had a birthday party for Ellie with her grandma, grandpa, and then three of our adult friends that, you know, she really loves. Yeah, and who were all fully vaccinated, and we all stayed out in the backyard the whole time. Yeah, I decided that uh, I was going to be brave, go to this meetup. So I I got into town. I would have been like ten minutes early, but on the drive over, sorry, you're buzzing again. Yeah, I see that. I see my little square looking. Okay. Get your. Get your square in order, Derek. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, John. You know what? Huh. The time for talking is over. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do my second social thing of the pandemic. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> it just started buzzing again. <laughs> See that? My microphone doesn't respond well with threats, apparently. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean it. I know you're doing that. better. 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 Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry but, uh, oh, no problem. No problem. So I would have been like 10 minutes early, but on my drive over, I drank a can of soda and a bottle of water. Ooh. And I had to pee by the time I got into town. And I was thinking to myself, like, you're not going to go into Crunchy's bathroom. You're just, <laughs> you're not going to. Yeah. And so, well, why ever not? <laughs> <laughs> because it's probably real crunchy. Uh, yeah, so I I drove way past, you know, all the downtowny kind of stuff and out into some subdivision where there were a lot of trees on the side of the road and I stopped and I peed in a bottle. <laughs> of course you and did. And then I Yeah, and then I turned around and went back to Crunchy's with an empty bladder. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I was a couple miles down the road and I got a call from Katie and so I 
picked up with her and she said, Hey, are you there yet? And I said, no, I've, I've got probably five, 10 minutes and I'll be there. And she says, okay, well I'm here and I can't find the entrance. And I was like, Oh, okay. I said, well, I'll be there in a couple minutes and we'll, we'll scout it out. And so she hung out in the parking lot and waited for me. And I got there parked and she says, okay, well, I found, I found where we go. It's like down this narrow alley. And I was like, right. oh, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, she put on her mask and I put on my mask. We walked down the alley past some people. And then it was the kind of classic two door entryway. Yeah. So Katie opens the first door, steps in. I step in after her. And then there's a cluster of probably like six college kids standing up at the up at the little podium waiting to be seated. And they're like kind of leaking out into the second door. And of course. So Katie stops and I stop and we're standing there for a minute or two. And there's people shuffling all over inside. All right. I have and a quick question. Yeah. How many of them were, were wearing masks? Zero. Okay. That, that was, that would have been my first guess. The only, the only mask that I saw outside of, if I was looking at my own nose was Katie. <laughs> and yeah, so this is going on. Then a group of like two or three people come in behind us. And so mm -hmm. now they're, they're behind me holding the second door open. Cause there's not enough room for them, but they're trying, you know, I'm standing there and I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel like, very ill at ease. Then a group of three people are leaving. And so they, oh, excuse us, excuse us, and push out past everybody. Jesus. And then another group of people is leaving, and they push out past us. And I looked at Katie, and I locked eyes with her. I was like, I can't do this. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I'll come around to the patio from the other side. And she's like, okay. She's been working retail this yeah. whole time. I mean, she got a little bit of time off in the in the beginning of the lockdown, but you know she's been around people and she she was okay and I I wasn't so I like I went out to the car because I remember that I forgot my hand sanitizer uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, and you know I touched the door for half a second so <laughs> no I get it <laughs> yeah so I went and put some uh, put some hand sanitizer on. Then I had a I had a couple of puffs off of my off of my fun time vaporizer and mm. and then I questioned my life choices that led me to this <laughs> point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then I packed up and walked up to the patio and everybody was sitting like the patio was small. It had two tables that were suitable for parties of like five or six. Right. And then it had either two or three two people tables, but yeah, they, everybody was, everybody was in there. And so we stayed there for, it was probably like an hour and a half, maybe two hours altogether. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't come inside. There was a, there was a gate on the patio yeah. and, uh, and they're like, Oh, we can just bring you in through the gate. And I was like, no, I'm good out here. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a group of four people at the other big table out there. And they were the only ones out there at, at this point, aside from us. And they left and 
<laughs> so then Mo's like, Johnny, why don't you come on in? And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the waitresses were were pretty nice. They're like, oh, do you need some water or anything? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Just another uh, trough of hand sanitizer, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was fun because you know we got to we got to sit around or stand in my case because I I went back and forth from uh, standing <laughs> standing behind probably a five foot tall wood fence uh-huh. and then uh, every once in a while I would uh, climb up on the railing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, every time every time I popped down from the railing, I'd grab my little my little spritzer of hand sanitizer and. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand it. I got real panicky standing in that line to get in and I just I just couldn't get past it, but uh it's baby steps. It's funny. Um because that uh that picture that I posted uh with all of us when we were when we were in that park across the street. Yeah. Um Mo was like, oh, I really wish, you know, we could get a picture of everybody, but, you know, I wouldn't want to give somebody my my phone to take a photo of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I can just, you know, I'll just grab a quick selfie. And so I pulled it up and I, I you know, framed, framed myself up and, like, everybody else was kind of standing together. And... Uh-huh. Like they're like, okay, well, we'll get a little close to you, and you know, you just tell us when you're when you're comfortable. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, like right before I started snapping off those pictures, they were they were all creeping up behind me, and I turned around. And I was like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, yeah. Just, I mean, the tone was for the sake of humor, but the message was legit. Like, you know, you guys it. are close enough now. <laughs> oh shit sucks so bad it does like i mean jesus you know everybody's had it so rough and you know everybody's isolated whether they're you know whether they're smart about it or not like it's just not the same world and well you know like paulie i mean he's he's had a lot of loss lately yeah he has and you know, under any other circumstances, you just want to, you know, you'd want to grab him and just squeeze the shit out of him for a couple of minutes. But mm-hmm. like, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because it's funny because I actually had mentioned while we were still over at the restaurant, I was like, oh, you know, there will there will be a a time in the day where, you know, I'd like to mask up and get some hugs. Mm-hmm. I did not I did not follow through on that like everybody <laughs> uh well cuz Katie and and Nicole left first and yeah. they got elbow bumps and then when I took off I gave I gave a bump to Paul Mo and her husband John and yeah. then I I hit the car and I sanitized my elbow you know? yeah. no I to- I totally get it man <laughs> it, uh, so rough man i know you know you well with the exception of paul because he's always got music stuff going on and the exception of john because he can't really do movie nights which i i found out more about that because he's he's hard of hearing oh and to have everybody yapping on discord is just is too much for him to to really get 
but you know i got to chat with him and he's awesome yeah like got to know him a little bit yeah to see people that you know we've spent the last year with on movie nights and game nights and all that be like oh yeah hugs but no (laughs) (laughs) no i get it bummer i get it I'd you rather do a thousand dumb things that I didn't need to do to err on the side of caution. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. No, I totally understand, man. I, I would, like I said, I would have been the same way. You know, I'd probably show up in one of those Tyvek suits. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess sure. I'll give it. I'm just going to take this off and burn it when we're done, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> carry carry around a giant cane if somebody gets a little too, too close just give them a nice rap dude i tell you what at work like when i'm walking around i usually have something in my hand I, like a broom or i've got my weed murder and stick and oh, uh, yeah. both of them are surprisingly effective for keeping people at a distance hell yeah because people will come up to me and like hey i have a question and i'm like yeah that's fine and then they'll start walking toward me to talk and i just Hold up the stick and go, no, 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 right there's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've I've become a subtle uh a master of the subtle backwards shuffle. Mm-hmm. And I always, <laughs> always make sure that people are downwind from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am whenever I'm outside, I am very consciously aware of which direction the wind is blowing in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And holding holding your breath if you see somebody that looks like a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but, but, you know, in general, I don't really care for people. So it, this has actually turned out to be kind of a win for me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Know, people are like, hey, I, I need you to come over and do this. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, man, I would love to. But. You're not vaccinated, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. I, and we talked about this a little, a little earlier before we were recording, mm-hmm. but, uh, especially like the older I get people, people don't bother me. Like I, I don't, or at least I didn't get overwhelmed by crowds or, you know, tight spaces. Like I just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Now I do. <laughs> That's where we differ. I've always had a thing about big crowds and stuff like that. I don't like them, which made concert yeah. going a real issue for me. But oh, yeah. I would, well, concerts yeah. are kind of the worst. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of good that happens there, but it's seriously some of the most stressful experiences of my life I've had mm-hmm. at concerts. Yep. Yep. And it's always because of, you know, people getting too close, you know? Right. Yep. And people, you know, people being too drunk and there's nothing I hate more than being around somebody who's drunk that wants, that's a close talker, you know? Yeah. And and when you go to see a band, you'll, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say, or the, the drunks that obviously have little wieners and just want to, just want to pick fights. See that I've not really had a whole lot of problems with. Man, I have. <laughs> well, you look like the kind of guy who wants to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah, but I really don't, though. <laughs> I'm I'm aware of that, but you just you've <laughs> always had that kind of. I don't know. You you, know, you put out this kind of vibe, like I I I am ready to fight you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it's always it's always guys who are like half a foot taller than me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why? Like the one uh, and only time at a concert, I almost got into a fight. This is this is actually pretty funny. This would have been nineteen ninety one ish, I think. And I went to go see Mr. Big. It was um, Billy Sheehan and Paul Gilbert and Eric Martin and Pat Torpy, those guys. You know okay. them. They're the ones who did that oh, song, I... To Be With You. They, see, oh, the yeah. only song anybody knows is To Be With You, but they had some good well, fucking songs, man. <laughs> yeah. that's Yeah, because, I mean, that was, that was skateport fodder. Oh God, when, yeah. when I was there as a as a wee child. So yeah, that's see, but nobody much remembers the only song I could name by yeah. by Mr. Big. And that's why it makes me laugh when you say yeah. that you oh, know, no, I get it. I get it. The Mr. Big show. See, but at the time their let me see, their first big hit was called um Old Steel Enema. Addicted to that rush. Ooh. And when you hear the beginning of it, you understand why Billy Sheehan is considered like this monster bass player because it's him and Paul Gilbert doing this weird, really fast tapping together in unison. And, and, and so the opening band, now this is what you should laugh at. The opening band <laughs> is this, this band called Enough's Enough. Uh, oh they, God! They had a single called "New Thing." That was their big hit. And, yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah, and they looked like a poison knockoff. Imagine, imagine that marketing yourself as a knockoff of poison. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, they came out and they did their set, and it was okay. Not great, but it was okay. <laughs> um, and as we were walking through the door, there was someone standing at the door passing out cassettes of their first album oh it's the only way i would have got my hands on a copy of it because i sure as shit wouldn't have bought it anyway <laughs> so we listened to their set and then this was at the ritz in roseville we listened to their set and there was a break between them and uh you know the roadie setting up everything for mr big so in between I went over and I was going to get a piece of pizza because they had a little concession area where you could buy pizza and drinks and shit like that. So I'm oh, standing yeah. in line waiting for pizza and I hear this guy behind me talking and I don't think anything about it. But then something hits me in the back of the head. I'm like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> it happens again. And then uh -huh. two more times after that, and I was like, motherfucker. Oh, no. and I, I turned around and I got my fist cocked back. It's the bass player from Enough's Enough. Oh, shit. He's like, <laughs> oh, Oh, I'm sorry, dude. And I'm like, you need to watch what you're doing. <laughs> now, this dude's about a foot and a half taller than me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but he turned out to be a very nice guy and very apologetic. And he paid for my pizza. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So well, nice. Yeah. Ate the pizza and then worked our way up to the front of the stage. It was me and my buddy Dave. And we're standing right next to the speakers on the left-hand side. It's the same spot we were when Enough's Enough was playing. And it was kind of loud, but not like overbearingly so, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> Mr. Big comes out, they hit the opening chord, and whoever was at the mixer just took those faders and pushed those fuckers all the way up to 10. Oh, and no. It, and they hit that first note, and my left ear just went dead silent. 
Oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But we stuck around and listened to the music, had a blast. And Dave looks at me and he goes, dude, you're bleeding. I said, what? He says, you're bleeding. I said, where? He gives you ear. And I I had blood coming out of my ear. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how you know you had a good show. Holy shit. <laughs> but it was okay, a blast. I've, I've got I've got a story about Wait a fight in the show that uh I was actually not involved in. Like hey, I John? I have hey, John? Yeah. John? Yeah. Hit me with it. Oh, you know what? I might. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh I mean I've I've got I've got a share of stories that that I am involved with when it comes to fighting at shows, but this one this one was all everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, it was crazy too. I went to go see this weird old like metalcore band, Eighteen Visions. Okay, and they were playing at the Shelter, right all under right. St. Andrews Hall. Yeah, and I took I was dating uh chrissy at the time (laughs) and she thought she thought that she was into heavy music yeah she she liked mtv metal and uh she didn't she didn't like the metal that we went to go see so we actually ended up leaving the show early and Mm -hmm. uh i was i was so mad at her (laughs) (laughs) and uh but yeah before we before we left I was standing up at the bar and I was, I was waiting to order something and there was no band playing right then. There was just, you know, music coming over the PA and I'm sitting there and everything's fine from behind me. I hear somebody say, no, you stepped on my foot. (laughs) (laughs) So just the tone in this guy's voice told me that trouble (laughs) was quite literally a foot. (laughs) <laughs> and so I turn around. the The guy that he's yelling at is the singer from Eighteen Visions, who hasn't played yet. He says to this gentleman, "He says, no, I, I really don't think I did, man." And, uh, and the guy's just getting. <laughs> That's bored. the guy that you need to worry about. The one, the one yeah. who's all casual and calm about it. <laughs> it just kept escalating over the I don't know, probably the next half a minute. With this guy getting louder and more and more angry about this about this footsteppage that had happened in his life. <laughs> and so he it gets to a point where I'll never I'll never forget what he said. He's like, no. <laughs> like, okay, hang on. Because okay. uh it gets to a point where the singer from 18 Visions, he's like, he's like, look, dude, he's like I'm sorry that somebody stepped on your shoe. He's like, I don't think it was me. He's like, if it was, I'm sorry. But, you know. He handled it like like a gentleman. Right, yeah. And so then this guy hits back with, no, you stepped on my shoe, motherfucker, and that's the bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) He steps forward, takes takes a wild drunken swing at the guy. Uh-huh. And the singer from 18 Visions, I mean, for me and obviously for him too, it was like happening in slow motion, you know? <laughs> the fist, the fist comes in, he ducks back, 
And as he comes back forward, he grabs a hold of the guy's shirt and just starts beating him in the face. <laughs> I mean, he probably landed six, eight, ten punches. And, you know, in the middle of it, the guy, <laughs> the guy is obviously <laughs> trying to fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's made his mistake. He thinks he's paid for it, and they're finished. But yes, I mean this whole the whole physical exchange. I mean it was over pretty fast, and <laughs> so then the bouncers swoop in, grab them both, throw them both out of the club, uh-huh. and yeah, then eventually they let the singer back in when they figure out that you know. He's got to perform tonight. (laughs) And I got to talk to him about it for a few minutes. I was like, oh my God, I saw that. It was the craziest shit. (laughs) But yeah, then the, uh, the music was, was too loud for Chrissy. and We had to head home early. So I didn't even get to see them play that night, but I got to see him beat the shit out of some drunk guy. So you still got a performance. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good one. Okay, I got a funny story like that. Oh, yeah? All right. Hit me with it. (laughs) (laughs) I took wife number one. Again, all these great stories happen at the Ritz. I took (laughs) wife number one to go see Weird Al at the Ritz. It was, uh, what tour was it? It was Alapalooza. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. Right? The opening band was this band called Slam Circus. They're a local Detroit act. And... They played like kind of like a funk rock kind of thing, but they all dressed in these goofy ass 70s clothes, like big collars and paisley and lots of bell bottoms and big floppy hats and shit like that. They were cool and all that. So we we watched the show and they do their set and it's really, you know, we had fun. My favorite part was that they did a cover of Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Oh, nice. But they fucking rocked it, man. It was really oh, cool. Yeah. But uh, so then Al comes on. And I tell you what, dude, I, I know you've never seen him in concert. If you ever get a chance to, I don't give a shit what you have to do. Go see it because it is amazing. Him and his little five piece band. He does costume changes like every other song. Oh yeah, stuff like that, and so <laughs> they were doing bedrock anthem, yeah, right. And when it got to the chorus, where he's going, "Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but do now," he sticks the microphone in my wife's face. Right, she grabs hold of it, will not let go, almost pulls him into the crowd. Ah, uh, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Yeah, <laughs> that is no, but she wouldn't sing or anything. She's just holding out of the microphone and won't let go. And he's like yanking and tugging. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm, leaning, I'm leaning over to her going, let it go. Just let go of the goddamn microphone. <laughs> so then a couple songs later, I, I'm trying to remember what song he was doing. I want to say he was maybe doing Yoda. And as he's singing it, you know, it's really starting to build up and the whole band's getting into it. And this dude jumps up on stage runs over to Al, gives him a big hug, waves at the entire crowd, and then tries to fucking stage dive. Oh, no. At a Weird Al Yankovic concert. Oh, no. So he runs and he jumps and he goes full-on Superman, right? The crowd parts like the Red Sea. 
<laughs> Dude lands flat on his face, right? And before he can even move, like five security guys come running over, grab him. One gets him in a headlock and they drag him away. Okay. <laughs> Do not see him for the rest of the show. Show right. finishes up. You know, uh, we hang around. We shoot the shit with the band. We get to meet Al. Everybody is very cool. As we're walking out the door, right? <laughs> we get outside and just outside the front door is the guy who did the stage dive. Oh, yeah. He has been beat to shit, right? Oh, God. All bloody and everything. I guess he broke his nose when he jumped and landed. And then they beat the hell out of him afterwards. Anyway, he's he's sitting there bleeding, and he's got this big, stupid smile on his face. And he just keeps saying over and over again, best show I've ever been to in my life. Best show I've ever been to in my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I grabbed my wife by the arm and I'm like, just keep walking. Hell yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I've, I've been to shows where, you know, afterwards you see people that did stupid shit in wheelchairs, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. like that's man, that's wild. Seeing but people fall off God, mouth knees and oh, yeah, cool. God. I almost uh, set a guy's head on fire at Tesla. i would have listened to that (laughs) but you know that old trick where you take your bic lighter and you put it in your mouth and hit the button and fill up your mouth with gas and then you light it and blow it out yeah well so does he (laughs) yeah well we went to tesla it was uh me and two of my friends and uh one of my friend's boyfriend and so the four of us all drove there. Dude gave me a ticket because he's like, I got no other way there. He's like, if I give you a ticket, and I'm like, who else is going? And he's like, oh, well, Sissy and Shelly are going. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll go because I had a thing for Shelly. Oh, so yeah. We get there, and Firehouse opened up for them. They're the ones Ooh. who did Love of a Lifetime. You remember that song? Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> I will say this. Surprisingly good. And as a four-piece band, they sounded like their album. I was impressed. But anyway, so Tesla's doing their thing, and they're doing stuff from the new album. It was, um, shit, which album was it? Edison's Medicine. So they're doing stuff from that, right? And Sissy pulls out her big lighter. But it's one of those really huge ones that's like 10 inches long. Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and you light it, and the flame is probably about six inches tall, right? Oh, Jesus. So I'm like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I put the, put the lighter in my mouth, fill up my mouth, hit the flame, and blow it out. Huge fireball. The guy in front of me was passing a joint to the to the chick next to him. <laughs> if he hadn't bent down to hand it to her, his head would have caught on fire. It was that oh big of a fire. It was big enough where it caught the band's attention and everybody turned and looked. Oh, <laughs> you're part of the pyrotechnics show. And I'm like, here, take the lighter, take the lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of this. Oh, shit. So that was a fun show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That makes me, that makes me think of probably the, uh, I don't know, probably the most embarrassing interaction I ever had with somebody at a show. Yeah, we went to go see Ozfest uh, two or three years in a row. 
Mm-hmm. And the one year Incubus was playing on the second stage, it was right before their album Science uh, like started to kind of get them some some notice. We watched them play, and they were really good. And uh, after their set, the uh, singer Brandon Boyd. He was over hanging out at the gate that separated the backstage area from from where everybody could be. And he was there with uh with big old big old hair and his shirt off and he's sitting there with his girlfriend at the time who worked for Sony Records and mm-hmm. You know, me and Charlie were talking to him for a while, and he was super friendly and really nice. But yeah, so we're we're talking to Brandon and and his cool girlfriend, and everything's going fine. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> for some reason, I get it in my head that I should reach across the gate and poke him in his belly button. <laughs> and so i did (laughs) oh my god john (laughs) just i mean insertion (laughs) wow (laughs) and i mean he's he's a professional man i mean he didn't he didn't beat the shit out of me like he should have Yeah, I mean, I, that's the kind of thing where, you know, every few years you think about it while you're falling asleep at two o'clock in the morning, and you're just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I wonder if he ever thinks about it. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> well, I don't have any. I don't have any celebrity stories like that. <laughs> None where I violated their bodies, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had some pretty entertaining ones. Like I, I when I met Steve Vai, genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Very friendly, very outgoing. He's from he's from New Jersey, I believe. New Jersey or New York. I think he's New Jersey. So genuinely very nice guy. And when he talks, he talks like this. Oh which, which I really didn't expect. <laughs> right. <laughs> But he's very friendly. So when I met him, I said to him, you know, I'm, I really enjoy your music and I've been listening to you since back when you played with Frank Zappa. And he's like, oh, well, it's very nice of you to say, I appreciate that. And he goes to shake hands with me. And, you know, if you've ever, ever seen him play, like, it's like he has extra fingers when he plays. Right. <laughs> and so you expect you're going to get this big manly handshake that'll crush your hand. He handed it to me like he was handing me a dead fish. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think we could ever be friends. <laughs> <laughs> like shaking hands with a chicken dinner. It kind of is. Yeah. An uncooked <laughs> one. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, told you i met weird al and those guys his keyboard player his name is uh ruben volterra and he uh, that i think that was his first tour as a regular part of the band and when i asked him to sign my ticket stub and i still have it around here somewhere but when i asked him to sign my ticket stub he was super psyched about it 
And nice. so he's looking at where what everybody else signed, and they all just signed their names. But he's like looking at what everybody else, and so he signs his name, Ruben the Mexican Prince. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think, man, I think my my best concert story would have to be uh, I went and saw Ultra Spank, and oh, there goes the buzz again. <laughs> No, I can hear you now. All right. Let's okay. just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, technical difficulties. We'll call this one early. But Damn uh, <laughs> Derek, thank you for most. Thank you for partially being here. <laughs> well, it was partially my pleasure. <laughs> also, thank the robot penis that's been tapping on your microphone the whole episode. Uh, I swear to God. <laughs> At least I know what the problem is now, so I can yeah. fix it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, but we'll we'll put a pin in that story. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it the next uh, the next installment, and hopefully, right. third time will be the charm, and we'll get. God, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, Derek Springer, thank you for hitting me with it, and we will yeah. catch you all next time. All right, man. Bye.